George Clooney made a statement in an interview this past week saying that there's a script for Ocean's 14. And he says it's actually really great and they're probably maybe gonna make it. That's what I want, man. I don't want a prequel. I want this. I want Ocean's 14. Exactly. I. Oh my god, I would be ecstatic. I don't want Ocean's Origins. I want to have like Danny Ocean and the crew. The DCEU ends after 10 years with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom coming out into theaters this weekend. Jonathan Majors is officially fired from Marvel and there's a Super Smash Brothers movie in the works as well as Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody around the world listening to this episode of Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Let's get into all of the movie news. Merry Christmas everyone. Hope you're having a great day. Now the box office was pretty healthy so far for the holiday weekend with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom coming out on top. However, it does not look like Aquaman 2 will be hitting near the box office of Aquaman 1, with which broke a billion dollars when it came out. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is debuting to about the $35 million to $40 million range. A big disappointment. They, even, they didn't even do a red carpet for this film. They just gave up on it. We didn't even get an invite. They did some press interviews with the actors, the two leads and James Wan, that was it. So Warner Brothers was just like, they just dumped this movie. No press tour, no worldwide red carpets, nothing in Hollywood, nothing in the major countries at all. So they kind of just left this fallout with a whimper, and they're moving on, obviously. But I, I'm surprised they didn't even do one carpet. I think they knew it just wasn't going to perform well, and it's tracking at less than the Marvels for its opening weekend. Remember, the Marvels had a five-day opening weekend. This yeah. has a four-day opening weekend with Christmas coming out. Well, not coming out Christmas <laughs> on Monday, tomorrow. It had a 4.5 million Thursday preview, and it's also one of the worst-reviewed DC movies ever at 36%. Rotten Tomatoes score, critic score. It's just not looking good for DC right now for 2022, 2023 with some huge bombs of the box office. Really, superhero movies in general this year. I've been seeing a lot of mixed reviews from friends on Letterboxd as well, so it's not like the fans aren't even liking this film. I don't have much enthusiasm to check out Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. There are other movies I want to see instead. Uh, maybe I'll get around to it eventually, but moving on to second place at the box office, our boy Wonka's there. He went from first to second place, pulled in another $22 million to the box office domestically this weekend. It's about to break $200 million globally for a movie in just a week and a half of its release. Were you paid to say that? I was paid. Apparently, if you liked Wonka, you were a paid review. <laughs> I fucking wish we got paid reviews, man. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Wonka was really great, and I'm glad it's doing well. And it looks like they're easily going to greenlight a sequel with this breaking about $200 million in less than three weeks. It's going to be... A big success. Less than two for, weeks, yeah. bro. Just came out last week. Oh, yeah, weekend. yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. What like a, I, just I, was said not, that. I was not expecting that from Wonka. I wasn't I, expecting this big of a hit. I had pretty high hopes for this movie, man. You did? Yeah. I don't think we had high hopes at all. I had high hopes. <laughs> you were just keeping them secret. Yeah, man. <laughs> secret hopes. Anything with Timmy, bro. <laughs> Moving on to third place, Migration, the latest film from Illumination, right? They make Migration. Illumination, yeah. It's about birds and stuff. It's about geese, man. Geese. Get it right. <laughs> well, they are birds, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So true. I was right. I was absolutely correct. It's about geese that fly, and they're migrating, obviously, because <laughs> is it cold now, or they're trying to find a new home? I guess, yeah. That's the plot. Yeah. Something happened. and It, it looks it, cute. It made $18 million its opening weekend. Not bad at all. Color Purple also got dropped this weekend. $11 million at the box office. I was expecting more. Me too. Well, actually, I guess it's a remake. It was just done in the 90s, so... I guess. I mean, I don't know. I was expecting, like, 20 mil. Musicals, Because the trailer's really good. Musicals. I guess, yeah. Yeah, music. Yeah, you're right. Anyone But You 
came out this weekend as well. 8.5 projected box office domestically. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Better than I thought. It was it's also getting decent reactions from both critics and fans. It's like a meh. It's like a yeah. 50% score on Rotten Tomatoes. You know right what? Now. I mean, it's a it's a rom-com and they never really come out anymore. So kudos to that. For, they come out in theaters anymore. And then the Iron Claw came in sixth place. With a projected $8.3 million at the domestic box office, which that's really solid for a low budget movie like that. And we loved it. We can't recommend it enough. That's easily one of A24's best weekends this year. For sure. $8.5 million, $8.3 million is great. That's that fantastic. For opening weekend. Good for them. And Sean Durkin made a great film. It came out this weekend. We're doing a Patreon bonus review, so stay tuned for that. And we absolutely loved it. So if you're going to see a movie this weekend in theaters, I actually recommend out of all these films, either see Wonka or Iron Claw. Yeah, I'm very seeing, different moods. I'm seeing Maestro and a couple nice. others. But let's get into the biggest news of the week. The DCEU is over 10 years after Man of Steel came out in 2013. Wow. It ends with Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. Again, a bit of a whimper and a disappointing <laughs> end to a run of movies and a franchise that was so inconsistent all over the place. We've talked about it so many times trying to compete with Marvel too quickly. They're just trying to build their team up as quickly as possible, not focused on creating great characters and solo franchises, which was led to its demise and a stale 2022 and 2023 for the franchise. I mean, I'm happy that it's over. I don't care that they're doing a reset, and I'm looking forward to seeing what James Gunn and Saffron have in store for the future, as well as his upcoming Superman movie and then the upcoming Batman film from Andy Muschietti. And then I'm just looking forward to a brighter future for these films, as well as Matt Reeves' Batman and Todd Phillips' Joker, which are going to be fantastic as well. But I don't mind a reset. I don't mind a recasting of all the characters. Unfortunately, like, there are a couple of good DCEU movies, but for the most part, they aren't that great. The movies are very rarely very good, and they've never been able to keep, compete with Marvel because, like you just said earlier, rushing the team up. But then just the quality of the stories have just never been as good as Marvel, especially Marvel's first 10. Bangers. They did a great job. Bangers. Yeah, they did a wonderful job setting up their universe, and then... I'm actually like looking forward to seeing brighter days in the DCEU. And I'm glad the Batman's going to be its own universe. Yes. Joker's going to be its own universe. And then the DCU is what it'll be called now of James Gunn's universe. And then the first project that we'll get since this DCEU is ending is the Penguin TV show. Is going to be the first thing we see after... Well, from like, Warner Brothers. Yeah, from Warner Brothers. But it's not going to be yeah. connected to the DCU. The yeah. first DCU project will be, I believe, the TV series based off Viola Davis's character from Suicide oh, Squad. Oh, you're right, yeah. So she'll, uh, Waller, Waller will Amanda have... Waller. Waller, the TV show, will be the first project. But Superman, Superman Legacy uh -huh. will hit, be the reset button for the franchise for the movies. That'll be the gotcha. first movie in the DCU. And let's move on. Since we're talking about DC, let's talk about the biggest news from Marvel and really in entertainment this week. Jonathan Majors has officially been fired from Marvel, the most insane meteoric rise and fall of anyone I feel like this century in the industry. A Manhattan jury found the actor guilty on Monday of two misdemeanor counts of harassment and assault, but acquitted him on two other counts. The six-person jury found Majors not guilty on one account of intentional assault in the third degree and one count of aggravated harassment in the second degree. Sentencing will take place in February 2024. His film Magazine Dreams has also been scrapped by Disney, oh even though God. it is finished, and he was replaced in The Man in My Basement and will most likely be replaced in Spike Lee's The University. Wow, I think uh, we all saw this coming Marvel and Disney were obviously just waiting for the verdict to come out and waited until then to make their decision. I, I think, like, right when he stepped out of the courtroom, they're like, he's fired. Yeah, pretty, basically. So, I don't—he might not even do jail time. I was reading that the maximum sentence for this is one year, 
and he pro- he probably might get out of that. And Very few celebrities just, actually go to jail. Yeah, he might just serve probation for a long t- period of time. And in terms of his career, I don't see him working anytime soon. At ever, all. But probably ever, ever yeah, again. Maybe never. I, I doubt. What do you ever. do after this? Nothing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just hopefully, you just live off what you've made off royalties and mm-hmm. off your monthly checks. And in terms of magazine dreams, that's too bad because the the filmmaker. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. ...behind it apparently made something really special. And so it's, it's pretty sad that the people involved in that film... Nobody's ever going to be able to see the work they put into that because of this incident. So. Yeah, I know that it was a contender. People are saying it was going to be a contender for yes. awards. Yeah, and That's it, how good I, it's supposed to be. It, I think it won a jury prize at a major festival, too. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so it's too bad that the artists involved in that film aren't able to showcase their work to the world. So that's that's another sad part of the story. Because it, it seemed like a great idea, and from what I read in the images they released, it looked like it had a lot of potential for being something really cool. And moving on to... So the Oscars... Speaking of award seasons, the Oscars have just released their shortlist for several categories. To the surprise of some, well, every year there's snubs, as obviously. I was actually surprised at a couple of these. Now, for original score, we have on the shortlist American Fiction, Barbie, The Boy and the Heron, The Color Purple, Elemental, The Holdovers, Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny. J-Dub is obviously getting a nomination. Indiana, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Saltburn, Society of the Snow, which is not out yet. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and The Zone of Interest. So a huge collection of great films. It's hard to pick a win, like uh, what the best score of the year is. Ludwig did something really special. Uh, the Color Purple, I heard, is really great. The Holdovers is a really cool, subtle score made with mostly guitar, acoustic guitar, which I really liked. It was very refreshing. You know, you don't really see that anymore. So I think Daniel Pemberton is definitely a nomination, too, for Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I think so, too. So we'll see. And we'll see going forward. Well, it's Daniel Pemberton, the Metro Boomin. Yes, as well. Yeah, they do Both it together. Them, yeah. So we'll see going forward. And then in terms of makeup and hairstyling, there was a huge snub. Uh, a lot of people are upset that Barbie didn't even get nominated for makeup and hair, which I thought oh, was really? a shoe. I thought it was a shoe in. So wow. it was, it's not even gonna get nominated. It didn't even make the shortlist. So the shortlist for makeup and hairstyling, which are is, I don't, yeah, without without Barbie, that's weird. Bo is afraid. Ferrari, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. <laughs> Maestro, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Society of the Snow. Now, it looks like I would say that ageism is age, aging makeup is really big this year. We got Oppenheimer, Maestro, and then Ferrari. Tons of aging makeup. So it looks like those ones will all dominate. Also, Willem Dafoe's makeup in Poor Things is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't see, I, I wouldn't be against them getting that because also Bella Baxter's hair is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone's hair in that is, is wonderful. So. That's a very strong case. In terms of a favorite, I might I might have to say that for hair and makeup, maybe poor things. And then maybe a maestro as well. 
So we'll see going forward. But again, it looks like aging makeup is really popular this year. I think Oppenheimer has a shot. There's a lot of characters yeah. with a lot of different hairstyles. Especially in that finale scene where everyone's congratulating yeah, him. Yeah, different ages too. Yeah. So I think... I, just, they, I saw a video meme someone made of that scene of everyone shaking up Oppie's hand when he's old and he got the award. And it said, when you finally graduate high school at 84 years old <laughs> and, the, and the homies congratulate you. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my God, it was the best meme I saw this week. That's pretty good. <laughs> now, the Oscar shortlist for best visual effects has no surprises, really. The creator, Godzilla Minus One, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, Napoleon, Poor Things, Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, which should not be on this list, actually, Society of the Snow, and then Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So Rebel Moon, visual effects, don't, didn't, surprisingly, didn't look that good. Uh, Napoleon, incredible visual effects because half the time you didn't even realize it was visual effects. Dial of Destiny, it all looked great except for the de-aging of Harrison Ford. It was very uncanny valley. I don't know how you felt about that. It worked at first, but uh -huh. then other than that, it worked for a minute. Oh, yeah, for a little bit. Guardians of the Galaxy looked perfect. It yeah, great, it, was, it yeah. was an incredible looking Great movie. visual effects. I wouldn't be surprised if that wins. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Guardians 3 won, and as well as Godzilla Minus 1, obviously. Fantastic. Oh, that's on the short list. Yeah, it's on oh, the short list. Cool. So good for them and that team. The creator, I think it will get nominated, but I don't think it will win. Me neither. It did. It, it looked very good, but it, I don't think it was strong enough to, to win an Oscar. Yeah. But we'll see, maybe. And in terms of the last set of short lists, we have for best sound, we have Barbie, the creator, Ferrari, the killer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and... The zone of interest. I think this is guaranteed for Oppenheimer. I wouldn't be surprised if I think I'd be cool, cool if the killer won this one. Killer is cool. Um, killer has great sound. What also has incredible sound is the zone of interest. Yeah. Uh, when you see it, you'll know what I mean. It's it was really well done and a really impactful and meaningful part of the entire film was the sound design of that movie. But Oppenheimer, because he did so many creative things with the sound, I think it yeah. has to win. I think, and also, I mean, that sonic boom, bro. Yeah. <laughs> God. Not even that, but even the the uh, the scene where he's giving the speech at the end. Yeah, that the sound design yes. in that scene is incredible. Oh my god, yes, that's uh, you know what you're absolutely right. That that's the best sound design of the year. Yeah, that scene, that scene is for sure. It was incredible, like the cutting out, the ex like explosive explosive sound, just mm -hmm. all over the place. So that's a great point. Even so. just the sound of the skin flapping. Oh my <laughs> god, I just got goosebumps, man. What a fucking scene. That's all scene. I have to say to give you the goosebumps. Skin <laughs> flapping. <laughs> Him like a Cronenberg makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> so that's it for the Oscar shortlist. There are a bunch of other lists for best short film, best live action uh, short and animated short, but I didn't list those off. But those are the main categories. In terms of best picture, director, those don't get in shortlist yet. They got to wait for, you know, the end of the Christmas season, yeah. you know, for the, these new movies coming out. Now let's move on to some Nosferatu news, one of our most anticipated movies of 2024 we got a new image a couple have been released of nicholas holt throughout the week but then we got a great one of willem dafoe who plays this crazy vampire hunter and the image is him surrounded by fire next to a coffin and he's just screaming maniacally and he also apparently performed this scene with real fire of course but also 2,000 rats real oh my living God. rats i love it <laughs> so it's pretty awesome Look. i can't wait i'm sure he has some crazy dialogue like he always does Man. in eggers movies i love him in the northman it's crazy <laughs> He's a maniac. It's, it's amazing, yeah. I can't wait to see him in this movie. I fucking love Willem Dafoe. Yeah, it looks like the uh, the color palette of that film is going to be blues and like reds from fire. So I'm looking forward to the the, the color palette. Nicholas Holt's it. character has buck teeth. 
Oh, really? Have you seen it yet? In those mutton chops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now for one of the biggest announcements of the week. Woo, let's go. Illumination. Illumination. <laughs> Illumination has just announced they are developing a Super Smash Brothers movie with Nintendo coming off the success of Super Mario Bros. This would also be animated as well. And I'm excited. I think this could be a fucking massive hit. I expect it'll probably be like 2035 because they have to do obviously a, another Super Mario mo- movie. They have yeah. to get everyone set up. I feel like at least a couple movies. Get a, a uh-huh. Zelda movie in yeah. there. I mean, introduce Yoshi, Kirby, possibly. What else we got? Well, they did do a really good job of Super Mario Brothers of throwing in Donkey Kong pretty effortlessly. Yeah. And I think they could do something similar. But you got to get at least like six to seven more new characters in here. Yeah. You know, I, Sky yeah. Fox. You, you got to have Link in there. got to have Link. Link Kirby's going to be in there? Yeah, Kirby, for sure. Your favorite was Kirby. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I liked Link. I like Kirby a lot. Metroid's going to be in there. Is it Metroid or not? Is it someone else? Metroid. Was that Metroid? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Metroid. Oh, yeah. So many new characters. But I'm juiced, man, because playing Super Smash Bros. on N64 was the shit. And Illumination also mentioned that they're, they are looking to expand the verse, obviously. So there's going to be a Yoshi movie very soon announced. And I wonder if Pokemon will be in it, because obviously Pokemon were in Oh, Pikachu's in it. You're right. We're in the uh, newer Super Smash Bros. Holy games. shit. Yeah. Pika! Pikachu! Pika! 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 <laughs> Actually, were they in the N64 one? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can play the as Pokeballs Pikachu. and everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, Thunderbolt Pikachu is Oh, fun. the baseball bat. Oh, they yeah, They have man. the baseball bat. Gotta have it. With the sound effect, too. <laughs> the sound effects in Super Smash, I mean, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. The bat sound effect was in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's in Super Mario. Oh, is it? In the movie. Oh, shit. Yeah, it, it's, I can't remember what happens, but I heard it when I was watching the movie. Uh-huh. Like, that's the Super Smash I'm Bros. I'm sure you're bat. right. Yeah. yeah. Man, what a great little Easter egg. I brought it up in the review we did. Well, that's because you're a really smart guy. I appreciate it, bro. Man, appreciate I can't, it. I can't wait for that. This is because I, I really enjoyed Super Mario Brothers, way more than I was expecting. And so now I have high hopes for this. It could be a lot of fun. I think so, too. Let's move on to some more news. In addition to uh, Aquaman coming out this weekend for the holidays, we have Michael Mann's return to the big screen after eight years. Oh, my God. With Ferrari. The embargo has been lifted. It currently has a 73% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and getting very solid reviews all over this, the Twitterverse and TikTok. Nice. From I people who've seen it early. I'm excited. People are calling it one of the best car movies in years. And that's saying a lot because I really like Ford vs. Ferrari, and Rush is really cool too, but I, I have high hopes for this movie. I mean, more the more Penelope Cruz movies, the better. For real, man. And then Adam Driver looks fantastic in it. it and it is a lot of practical driving filmmaking. I was seeing some people saying, like experts saying, that it was some of the most realistic driving sequences you'll ever see. Sign me up. So I'm looking forward wait. to that. Cannot also, wait. Michael Mann came out and said that he's a big fan of the Guardians franchise. Oh, no way. Yeah, so he said he loves the first two, not so much the third one. It's kind of like us. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. I, I like the third one, but I, I, I don't love it. He's also a huge fan of Raiders of the Lost Podcast, I heard. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Michael Mann. I hope you saw our Heat episode. He, he's a $5 patron. <laughs> Gets the ad-free version of the I wish, episodes. I wish. But yeah, I love Michael Mann, so I'm looking forward to it. I can't I can't wait for Ferrari. All right, what else do we have for news? Are, are you going to be? Are you gonna go to the movies on Christmas Day? Probably. I'm going to a party. I don't know when it starts, but uh-huh. maybe I'll get like a morning screening in. Yeah. And I'll probably see Ferrari then. Uh, I think that's a good idea. Because I want to see Ferrari. That's what I would do, yeah. but uh, I'm actually I'm helping mom cook her entire Christmas spread. Yes, Anthony's going home. I'm staying in Los Angeles. I'm going to be a sous chef all morning. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we talked about Rebel Moon already and how it's been disappointing. Yes. And it's getting pretty bad reviews. So it's at I 22% yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. I watched it, and I can confirm that it is pretty dreadful. I gave it two and a half stars on Letterboxd. That's... And, I was really shocked. And I know people are like, oh, the, the extended cut will be better. 
the the when we see that in the summer, the full three hour cut. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how many scenes they add to it; it's not going to make it much better at all. The story is just really uninteresting. The characters are like, man, the dialogue is so cringe, so cringe, and then it's just like a weird tone throughout, and it's super slow. It moves so slowly, and the action slower than the slow motion. <laughs> slower than slow motion. And, the, and speaking of slow motion, the, for a Zack Snyder film, the action scenes aren't even that interesting. Damn. Not even that propulsive, not that cool. What a bummer. I haven't On, seen it yeah. yet. I was honestly shocked by the even the action. And then, like, man, an hour into this movie, I was like, oh, my God, when is it over? What a bummer. So I'm, I'm really shocked. I'm really shocked. And you know what? I know the bad reactions came out a couple weeks ago, and people were like, oh, let's ease, let's ease into it, and let's give it, give it like, a benefit of the doubt. But it really, it's really not good at all, honestly. Honestly. Honestly, what a bummer. Let's move on to some cooler news. Cool. There's a new teaser for an upcoming Adam Sandler movie called Spaceman, directed by Johan Renk from a script by Colby Day, which is adapted from Yaroslav Kaflar's book, Spaceman of Bohemia. The film's narrative finds Sandler as Czech astronaut Jacob. Six months into a solitary research mission to the edge of the solar system, he realizes that the marriage he left behind might not be waiting for him when he returns to Earth. Desperate to fix things with his wife, Lenka, played by Carrie Mulligan, he is helped by a mysterious creature from the beginning of time he finds hiding in the bowels of his ship. Hannes, voiced by Paul Dano, who I'm guessing is this creature, works with Jacob to make sense of what went wrong before it is too late. Sounds interesting. really interesting. What a cast. I know, right? It reminds me of, uh, what's, the, what's the Jake Gyllenhaal war movie with Sam Mendes? Jarhead? Yeah, Jarhead. <laughs> Jody's got his girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> it reminds me. That, that's the first thing He's I thought of. He's getting a video call back into VHS. <laughs> There's an interesting teaser trailer. All they showed is Adam Sandler in his astronaut attire walking through some kind of alien force, and that was it. Was it alien force? Is it, was it Earth? It looked like an alien um, landscape. I could be wrong, though. Or it was it Earth wrong. from a different time period? It could be it, wrong. It looked quite a bit like Earth to me. Yeah, yeah it could be. It it's could not be. an interstellar movie. You know, It, it seems like it's just all in our solar system. But it does system. say months, six months into solitary research mission on the edge of the solar system. Exactly. So we might be on another planet. Well, obviously, yeah. In our, but I mean in our solar system. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's no vegetation on other planets no, in our not. solar system. So that's the thing. That we know of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they know. <laughs> they, they know there's no... No he, fucking, he also no fucking grass on Mars, Anthony. <laughs> Sandman also has the uncut gems look going for him <laughs> with the goatee. Oh, man, this fucking kid. <laughs> but I like how Sandler, with his Netflix deal, he's not just doing the goofy comedies. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is a Netflix movie, too. Yeah, so I like how he's using that, to, with the, the, using that power of that deal with Netflix to make you know a couple of cool movies, too. Yeah, I like it. So looking forward to this. Who is that director made? What, is the, what else has he made? Yeah. No idea, man. Oh, so I'm, I'm gonna Google it while you give us. Moving the on next to detail. Godzilla minus one news. This film, which is epic by the way, has passed seventy million dollars globally at the box office. This puts it number six all time for international releases coming out of not in North America but international yeah. from other countries wow. for uh, box office all time. And it just passed Pan's Labyrinth, which was in sixth place. Wow, that's amazing! What a what an accomplishment for real. I wonder what's number one. I mean, Parasite's up there. I can't think of I wonder, one. I wonder, too. How about you read the next news and I'll look it well, up? Well, I will say that Johan Rank actually made Chernobyl, the miniseries. No way! So you can expect good things from this movie, yeah. probably. That makes a lot of sense why he would get that great cast. All right, next up we have announcement from Sir Ridley Scott. His next film is called Bomb. 
So the plot of the short story, so it's an adaptation of a short story, which is about Frankie, who is a hostage negotiator, called into duty the night before his wedding in London. A man has parked himself into duty the night... <laughs> Hold on, sorry. A man has parked himself in a construction site in Piccadilly Circus. He is, is standing on a newly uncovered, unexploded bomb from World War II. He tells local law enforcement he will only speak with Frankie, and this sets off a chain of events in which Frankie is drawn into an overnight struggle to stop the bomber with whom he has a past. Sounds cool. All right. Like an old World War II bomb. That's a fun setup His for a His wife's movie. just like, where are you, Frankie? We're we supposed get to get married. Frankie. <laughs> and the Londoners have Boston accents. <laughs> Frankie, where are you, guy? We're supposed <laughs> to get married. My mother's here. She flew here from Tallahassee. Sounds like a, sounds like a cool plot. Like very simple, but Ridley, very, Ridley very Scott high stakes. Sign me up. I mean, yeah, yeah, you had me at Ridley. You had me at Ridley. You also had me at Oppenheimer. We got some Oppenheimer news. It's getting a 70 millimeter re-release in January, starting on January 12, 2024. So if you missed your opportunity to see this in 70 millimeter, or you haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, which I still keep meeting people who haven't, there's no more excuses. Zero excuses. It's coming back. It's coming out in theaters in January. Who? You know, there's nothing to do in January. <laughs> there's nothing to do. Just go to the movies. Someone told us they didn't have time to see it, and I was like, it was in theaters for five months. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you could actually see it still in a couple of theaters in December. It's true. But <laughs> January 12th, we cannot recommend seeing it in 70 millimeter projected film. Enough. I think I might see it again. I definitely will. I think I will. And I wonder if they'll be doing the uh, they'll handouts, oh, little yeah. film reels again, the strips. Yeah. Those are fun. Those are cool. All right, moving on to some cool new news. Jake Gyllenhaal's upcoming remake of Roadhouse from director Doug Lyman released its first footage. So first we got an image of Jake looking shredded. <laughs> Jacked. And then, so this is actually part of Amazon Prime sizzle reel for the upcoming releases for 2024. So we got just like a five second sequence from this film of Jill and Hall's character fighting a bunch of other guys, and it looks awesome. It looks like it's got great humor too. Yeah. Because he's, he's a bouncer and an MMA fighter. Yeah. There's a couple shots of him uh, in an underground fighting ring, it looks like, then another shot of him cleaning up a parking lot full of. Tough guys, I guess. Yeah, bad guys. Yeah, really. Guys they're are, mean guys. They're making a ruckus. <laughs> no ruckus around Jake. a ruckus at the bar. <laughs> and he messed them up. It looks, looks fun. It looks like a lot of fun. And as of recording, we haven't seen a full trailer, and we haven't seen Conor McGregor in the film yet. We'll find out soon, though, I'm sure. I think it's smart. If you're going to do a remake of a famous movie, change it up. And this is changing it up. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's making him an MMA fighter. I'm sure there are going to be other changes as well. So if you're going to re remake a loved film... Do something different with it. Don't do the same thing that's been done before. I concur. All right. Moving on to Wolves. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Tell us about this new trailer, Jim. So Wolves, which is a new film from John Watts, is a action thriller starring Brad Pitt and George Clooney. They're back together. I don't think they've been in a movie together since Ocean's 13, right? Uh, correct, Amundo. As two lone wolf fixers who are assigned to the same job, now, this gets a release date for September 20th in IMAX, so you can bet your butts it's probably going to be an action movie with some awesome sequences to get a release in IMAX. This is cool. Oh, yeah. I'm looking George forward to this. and Brad. Brad and IMAX again. since Bull I haven't seen him since Bull Train in IMAX. Yeah. John. I mean, John Watts did a really great job with the Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, he's excellent. He, he did a very good job. Yeah. And also, I love his, his first film, Cop Car, Yeah, with Kevin Bacon, which is an awesome movie. If you guys haven't seen it, that's what got him uh, the uh, first Spider-Man gig. Uh, cop car you can watch it i think on netflix um looking forward to this brad and george on the screen together speaking of george and brad 
George Clooney made a statement in an interview this past week saying that there's a script for Ocean's 14. Fuck yes. And he says it's actually really great, and they're probably maybe going to make it. Let's go! That's that's what I want, man. I don't want a prequel. I want this. I want Ocean's 14. Exactly. I Oh my god, I would be ecstatic. I don't want Ocean's Origins. I want to have the Danny game. Ocean and the crew. Because with that trilogy, they made them pretty close in succession to one another. It wasn't that many years in between each one, so it was kind. Of, it was made in a short amount of t- period. And it's been, I think it's what, been 10, 12 years since the last one? It's been a while. So, to see them again, the whole gang on screen together would be amazing. Obviously, Soderbergh has to be the director. Yeah, and obviously, Bernie Mac passed away yeah. several years ago. So, there'll so be two not, new yeah. members then. So, they'll have to replace him probably with some new members. Mm-hmm. But, my God, dude, it would be great. Amazing news. I think I it would be awesome. It. I really do. Imagine, like, imagine that cast on screen together again. It's insane. Them two and Matt's back. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle back. Oh, my God, man. Casey Affleck back. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> It'd be nuts. Oscars everywhere in that and movie. And those movies are so much fun. And they're just a good time. My God. We don't need a prequel. I'll, I'd rather watch the sequel than a prequel. And you this. know the prequel? It's obviously Margot and Ryan. You know Ryan's just... I feel like with Ryan Gosling, I love him so much. He's so funny. But I think they're just going to overdo his, his, his acting, his comedic chops from the new guy, the nice guys. The nice guys, I feel like they're just going to milk that. Like the bumbling? That. Yeah, like they're going to yeah. milk that in this movie, mm-hmm. I feel like. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I feel like that's what the, he would play yeah. in uh, Danny Ocean's prequel, mm-hmm. How He Was Born. I don't know. <laughs> I just would be... I don't, I don't know, man. That was like uh, in Superbad when when Seth leaves the liquor store after failing to steal liquor. And then Fogel's like, what happened, Danny Ocean? Did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was relevant back then, man. Sign me up. Ocean's 14. Ocean's 14. I'll get that tattooed on my chest. Inject that it. into my veins. Let's go. In IMAX. Come on. All it right. was so good. <laughs> Some Avatar news. Did you see these new images? Yeah, the images look pretty good. We got a bunch of the supporting characters. Uh, the makeup and hair looks pretty spot on. Last Airbender, not Yeah, yeah, yeah not Last James Airbender. Cameron's. The Netflix adaptation... Um, we'll be getting a full trailer probably uh, at the end of the at the start of the new year because mm-hmm. they've just released the teaser so far. But I will say, it do, like it does look like a lot of green screens being used. It looks like a volume heavy yeah. show, especially the especially the Arctic exteriors. It looks really green screeny, even just from the stills. I think it's just gonna be it's gonna be like Mando. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not gonna actually go to the Arctic to film this, obviously. So, but you can tell pretty quickly in the images. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could tell immediately the image with the old woman has clearly a green screen behind her. Yeah, but you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Well, I mean, wait. Well, wait for it to come out. Yeah. But the I mean, the costuming makeup looks pretty spot on for yeah. the characters. I think it looks solid. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Next up, we have a new trailer from Rose Glass's new film, who just made Saint Maud. A couple of years ago, was that 2020? Yeah, 2021. Yeah. And it's called Love Lies Bleeding, starring Kristen Stewart and Katie O'Brien. And it's about an electric new love story where a reclusive gym manager, played by Kristen Stewart, falls for an ambitious bodybuilder headed through town to Vegas in pursuit of her dream. But their love ignites violence, pulling them deep into the web of Lou's criminal family. So Lou, played by Kristen Stewart, has a criminal family background. It looks pretty cool. It looks highly stylish, entertaining as hell. And Rose Glass, great director, excellent at creating atmosphere and mood in her own kind of environment and tone. Yeah, Saint Maud was pretty good. I liked it. Um, did you see Ed Harris's hair in this? Yeah, it's <laughs> cool as fuck, man. 
It looks like a a Refn movie in a with less neon. Yeah, yeah. It just feels. You're like, right. It feels like a Refn. Feels like movie. a Refn movie. It does feel like a Refn movie. You're right. Just less less color. Well, quite a bit of color. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess yeah. There is quite a bit of color. And Harris yeah. is just blown out with red man. <laughs> yeah, it looks interesting. And next up, really good soundtrack in, the, in that trailer. <laughs> a new film from for Ben Stiller has just been announced called Nutcrackers. From David Gordon Green. And this is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> so written by Leland Douglas, Nutcrackers follows the work-obsessed Mike, played by Ben Stiller, who must reluctantly travel to rural Ohio to look after his four rambunctious nephews after their parents die in a car accident. What begins as a three-day trip to find foster care turns into weeks of farm life mayhem. And the realization that he doesn't need to find them a home, they found one for him. Aww. Oh my god. Aww. That's so touching. Evil dies tonight. Evil, Evil dies, dies tonight. tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time I hear Gordon Green, David Gordon Green, I, have to I mean, say get it. him out of the horror genre. It'd probably be good, man. Well, I mean, he started out with really cool indie movies, yeah. like George Washington, like really cool stuff. George Washington was a director. <laughs> <laughs> the movie George Washington. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a you movie. Set me, you set me up, man. <laughs> that was pretty good. I can see the. I walked right into that now. I can see. Look, look at that. I just walked right into it. <laughs> the, the way you worded it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great director like George Washington. <laughs> all right, well, that wraps all the movie news this week. It wasn't a ton, but there was plenty of exciting things to talk about. And we just want to wish you all a wonderful holiday weekend. Tomorrow is Christmas. We're hoping you're celebrating with your family if you do celebrate Christmas and you're with your loved ones and having some time off of work and driving safely and having a good time and just having a lovely weekend and, and whatever holiday you're celebrating happy holidays we'll see you in 2024 is there an episode coming out a movie news before then uh no this is the last movie news this is our last movie yeah because in five days it'll be the 31st no we'll have one out on the 31st that'll be oh Sunday. yeah yeah oh nice interesting yeah so we'll movie news we yeah, still we'll see yeah. we'll see you at the movies <laughs> yeah we'll see you at the movies <laughs> episodes coming to you this week tomorrow on christmas day we are doing a christmas movie draft a very simple easy fun episode to listen to as you are driving to and from your relatives homes and be sure to vote on who has the best team on spotify yes and we all know that anthony won the oh, last yeah. one, you yeah. won the Tom Cruise one. Yeah, right? we put twenty bucks on it this time again, and I feel like my team's pretty strong this time. You said that last time when I dominated Tom Cruise. We'll see. We'll see what pe- the people say. We will see. We, we, we will see. We will see. <laughs> and then on Wednesday, we're doing an episode, our final episode of twenty twenty three. Yeah, this will the best be... independent films of twenty twenty three. There you go. We Andy talked about movies. our thirteen favorites, and then the New Year will bring some fun surprises. We got a bunch of episodes cooking, as well as some really cool secret projects. We cannot wait to share with you in the coming weeks. But thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Be sure to become a patron at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast, where you get access to awesome perks like bonus episodes ad free experiences of the show as well as free videos and you know watch parties and stuff like that oh, access yeah. to our discord oh yeah don't forget to leave those five star ratings and reviews on spotify and apple if you could get me a christmas gift all i would want is for everyone listening to this to leave a five star rating or review on spotify and apple and if you're watching on youtube to subscribe that's all i want for christmas it's a nice present is your support that's all i need in my life as well <laughs> as you know you can also share us through the family and friends it's the holiday season Spread love and joy by sharing <laughs> Raiders of Lost podcast with the ones you care about most. I like that plug. Thank you. Pretty good. Take care, everybody. See you next time. This episode was executive produced by our chosen one patrons, Cody Moen, Andrew Hagen, Becca Keen, Benjamin Cook, Calvin Murphy Griggs, Nicholas Martin. 
Darian Singleton, Tyler McFly, Andrew Hagen. Our Chosen One patrons are our biggest supporters. Thank you so much. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.